Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Good morning, Alan. How are you doing? Nice to talk to you. Uh, I think the, you. the one point you'd like to get across as we head into the bank holiday weekend, the Easter weekend, is the key thing is con- clear communication. So let's just start with this. What are we okay, talking yeah. about here? Yeah, absolutely. So I suppose look, Easter is the first big holiday really after Christmas. And we know with Christmas, you know, the stress levels are absolutely huge and everything. So with Easter, there's this kind of expectation that things are going to be a little bit easier. But what I have found in my work is that that's not the case. But what happens is that people actually don't discuss it or talk about it beforehand. So what we end up with a lot of the times in the mediation rooms is, you know, um, there are issues with work in the first place. So there's there's three main issues that come up. So the first one will be work. Who takes time off to look after children if there is children, you know, in the house? So, you know, when I talk about parents now, I mean parents, people, anybody who has charge of children. So, you know, um, which one of the parents takes time off? Is it a case of, well, I'm expecting that one parent takes time off, but there's no discussion around it? And then that's going to cause a conflict at home. Then when you go into work and you're asking for time off in work, you know, I mean, obviously work has got to continue with the level of quality that they're doing, whatever that may be. And if, you know, parents are asking for time off, how is that going to impact the workplace, therefore that's going to cause conflict between the employee, we'll say, and the manager. And then in the middle of all of that, you've got this, what I kind of term, internal conflict. So you've got, um, you know, I'm a bad parent, I didn't organise this um, sooner in my head, or I'm a bad parent that I can't take the time off and therefore I can't take the children away on the holidays or, you know, we can't do this or I'm angry because the other person in the house isn't taking equal responsibility. All of those different internal things that breed to this absolute explosion of emotions over time where you're, you know, supposed to be taking some time out to relax with your family. You you, you talk about actually taking some quiet time to yourself to kind of analyse all of this. What do you mean by that? You talk about pen and paper and... and, and I am, I am. Old-fashioned pen and paper, you know, I suppose, like I've worked in many jobs and I would often have seen people coming in, you know, on the 2nd of January, like when we'd we'd get back to work after or after Christmas and they'd pull out the diary and they'd have done this at home. Like, I was never one of these now, just to make that clear, but, um, you know, they'd have done this at home over the Easter holidays, they would have booked, you know, looked at what time needed to be taken off to look after children during these specific times. So Easter holidays, you know, the midterm breaks, the summer holidays, you know, did they keep extra weeks for, for summer holidays and was the other person in the house, if there was another person in the house, yeah. you know, how all that was managed, right? Uh, now, as I say, I was never one of those, but it always looked that with that type of time that was taken, sitting down, looking at the calendar, looking at the diary and planning, plotting that stuff out really, really works. Now, obviously, things come up during the year, you know, a child gets sick, you've got to take time off to be with the child, you know, that these are just outside of your control things. But the things that you can control literally are sitting down with 
significant other or yourself if it's just you and looking at the time that needs to be taken to look after children because you know particularly around this time and in doing that you're giving the workplace the notice that they need to ensure that that quality of production or whatever yeah. you know they're doing is is being upheld also uh, here we are on a holy thursday so time yeah. is not a, time is of the essence no, it's not really in our favor now. it's not in our favor <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but you still have time because the weekend really doesn't kick off until tomorrow for many yes, maybe saturday sunday monday so it's it, a lot of what you're suggesting is preventative by by sitting down yeah. and putting out your thoughts on paper and then mm-hmm. collaboration with your partner sharing sharing, sharing. collaboration yeah. with the partner collaboration with the children collaboration with work and i suppose one of the the things that causes huge conflict is you know, I want to go here, I want to do this I want to, you know, my friends are going on holiday here, why can't we go, all of this type of things, you know, that make you know, people feel inadequate right, and there's a huge amount of that in our society anyway as it is, but with the cost of living for everything and all that sort of yeah. stuff, you know it's not realistic now for people to be you know, for but some Sharon, people. for it to work Sharon, do, do, does the other person in the relationship also have to sit down with pen and paper? Oh for sure, yeah. absolutely, for sure yeah, for sure, because you know I, like people decide to have children together um, you know, and in a rela- like in a relationship, you know, it, it, it's a case of you know, so who's doing what when, and the, the clearer a person can be about what their expectations of each other are, the better. You know, um, Brene Brown would always say in her books, you know, that being clear is kind. We can't expect our other significant others or you know, childminders or whoever we have that support us in rearing our our families to know what we want if we don't tell them or if we don't know ourselves. You have a wonderful statement uh, attributed to you. I'm not sure if it's your statement or you picked it up from somewhere. You can tell me anyway. He says, we have to remember that we don't have to engage in conflict. As the saying goes, we do not have to attend every party we are invited to. No, it's not my statement, but I remember reading it going, that's perfect. Um, No, we don't. And, you know, we don't have to engage in conflict. So I suppose... you know, there's always going to be something. There's conflict everywhere. And if we choose to be in conflict, we could be in conflict every minute of every day, of every week, of every year. Um, But the point is, you know, what is it that matters to you that you need to try and negotiate and work through? Or what is it that actually, you know, is only just going to wind you up and the outcome is going to remain the same? You also want to tell us that uh, conflict um, is a reality in life. It causes untold stress, unhappiness, Mm -hmm. resentment Mm -hmm. and fear as it fractures peace of mind, spirit and relationships and has a terrible impact on one's quality of life. I mean, that is some statement and it's perhaps one of the truest statements around for quite some time. So what you've just shared with us there, is is that what you're advising us to use to combat this? Well, I suppose, you know, conflict of any type has a huge effect on mental health and well-being, you know, because whether you're thinking about it, talking about it or feeling bad that you've said something or done something or something has been said or done to you, you know, it has a really, really bad impact, you know, on on people's mental health. And like some of the statistics that are worldwide now is that like we'll say 30% of managers' time is in a company is dealt with dealing with conflicts. Like, and 52% ish of managers have experienced harassment from either upper management, if they're middle management, or from, you know, staff, if they're kind of, you know, wherever they, they rank on the place. Yeah. And 26% of people have left work because of, empl- of bullying 
in the workplace. And, you know, there was a huge thing there before Christmas about the quiet quitting, you know, where people went back into work, but they, you know, they were not doing or not being as excited about work or about um, any of that as they were. And, like, the statistics around that are about, in some cases, up to 70% of people have disengaged from being in the workplace. Right. I was actually um, at something last night where um, it was said that people who work from home now seem to have, and they do have statistics around this, I just can't remember it off the top of my head right now, but um, are less likely to get uh, promotions than the people, what's called proximity bias actually, right. less likely to get um, promotions than the people who are actually in the in office. The world. That's a very interesting so, yeah, statistic. it is, it yeah. is. Um, I found that very interesting actually and it you know so how is a manager supposed to manage that and then how is an employee supposed to react to that if they are doing all of the work that they're supposed to be doing but you know it's it's clearly been stated now that actually they're not really in the running for the promotions that are coming up because they're not in the office what about people working in a hybrid situation yeah that's it it's the same type of thing it's you know as a manager how do you manage that so how do you like it's very easy to see when people clock into their computers and clock out their computers but so you know you can say you can manage it like that but it's the productivity then afterwards isn't it so if you're behind on your work does that mean you know like and speak for myself, I was downstairs putting on the washing machine, or does it mean, you know, that I had, in one way, it's it's, it's really helpful to be at home because being in the office sometimes can be a distraction itself. But um, the the people who are hybrid or remote are less likely to now, it appears, it appears now, to be um, increasing, you know, kind of moving on up the employment ladder. Fascinating so, subject, and we have to wrap it up there for the moment. But uh, I, I, you are a, a, a counsellor in the sense that you 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 have your own. Uh, you're the founder of Conflict Clarity. Conflict Clarity, yeah, yeah. It, it, it does what it says on the tin, basically. So if, when there's any, yeah, when so, the, when there's any type of of um, conflicts, you know, we can just yeah. use communication and mediation skills to talk so, through those. Yeah. Final bit of advice from you then, heading into this uh, Easter weekend, and mm-hmm. of course the longer holiday for many with the uh, young children. Off school, absolutely off school for two weeks. What's, yeah, the, name, what's sure. the main bit of advice? Is it, is it all about that word communication? It's all about communication, but it's also, I think, very much about being gentle on ourselves as parents um, or, you know, parent people, as I said. So, you know, we can't do everything. So it's very much about, you know, what is... What is it I can give that's not going to cause me additional stress? There's no point in me paying for something very, very expensive, like, you know, a weekend away or something, if I'm going to be stressed because I'm not sure if I can make the mortgage payment at the end of the month. You know, that's that's going to be a benefit to nobody. Whereas a day out to the Aquadome or or a day out to the beach might exactly be the right thing to do. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran.